0: Do it live, fucking thing sucks! I have nothing to do with Russia, folks. Okay. The mother of all bombs. You! not? You, don't don't you don't don't. people are captured. He's a crisis actor. Oh, uh, look at my African
1: American over yeah. here.
0: Another deadly day on the Gaza border. I got the bitch. Why? John Podesta rigged the poem Charcoal are not allowed here. What's
2: next? Requiring a license to make toast in your own damn toaster? Hell no. You got to see this guy. Oh, uh, I don't know what I said. Ah, uh, I don't remember. He would be much happier at home with a husband. Spend four hundred years? That sounds like a choice. I'm about to come and raise your children, I want to build a wall. Are you
0: African
1: American? I don't
0: know what you're implying.
1: And
0: what is a life This is the worst possible
2: timeline with Eric Wilson and Patrick Kinley. You know what? You know what it is. How are we thinking about this uh, hotel Wi-Fi is gonna do?
1: Oh, I'm, I'm worried about it. I'm big it's gonna worried.
2: Work. It's going to suck ass.
1: It's going to not. It, I just want everyone at home to be prepared wherever you are listening to this podcast to be ready. This is going to be a rough one. I have a feeling.
2: Oh, yeah. Butch. I think
1: the the the, the best Westerns uh, Wi-Fi is maybe not the, the best.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's the uh, Motel 6. Did we talk about the Motel 6 guy? By the way, this is the worst possible timeline. I'm Patrick.
1: I'm Eric. What's up? Uh, who's, the, who's the motel guy?
2: You know, the Motel 6 guy, the, uh, or it's, it's Motel 6, isn't it? Not Red Roof Inn. It's the, uh, we'll leave the light on for you. That's Motel 6,
1: right? Yeah, I think so.
2: So do you, are you aware that that dude is just a local NPR guy that they brought in to be the voice of some ad campaign for Motel 6? Because the, the advertising executive said, uh, that sounds like a guy that would stay at Motel 6.
1: Wow, that's really insulting.
2: Yeah, it's hurtful. And then they brought him in and he ad-libbed the, what's his name? Uh, I'm, I'm, what what's his name?
1: Kai Rizdahl.
2: I'm Kai Rizdahl. And uh, we'll leave the light on for you. Right. right? So th- as it turns out, he ad-libbed that and they have kept him on staff for fucking 100 years because of, that ad lib that was such a major ad campaign and he's like enshrined as part of the company so much so that when they did a refurbish uh, to the brand a couple years ago when they're like we're not trash he actually did the ads that were like Motel 6 we're no longer trash and, he, <laughs> and, and, and they have kept him around fucking forever
1: Wow, secure the bag
2: uh, yeah no he's bagged, up. He's, bagged uh, up he's got that
1: Motel 6 money
2: so uh, I have so many fucking notes. It, it, I have 150 notes.
1: You have 150 notes. Okay, well that's that's good. I'm, I'm, that's it's a good thing to bring to the podcast.
2: Some of them are big. Some of them are small. What do you want to go?
1: Well, what, um, I, I need to ask you. Did you hear from our our, uh, our weho lady yet?
2: Oh yeah, she was. She's insisting that we sign this uh, lease or we die.
1: I know. She's like badgering me. It's crazy.
2: Or she called my mom. <laughs> She is on it. I'm just going back and forth on this refrigerator deal. Everybody, if we haven't discussed this on this podcast, uh, our landlord is trying to charge us for a refrigerator. It seems utterly absurd uh, because if we pay $450 over the course of a year, which is what it would come out to, a refrigerator only costs 500 So realistically, we could just buy a refrigerator, then sell it at the end of our time there for 250 and still make out better. True. So. true. So it depends on how annoying Eric and I want to be. We'll make that decision tonight. I, I'm I'm wondering is this a th- is this a thing in Los
1: Angeles? Can our Los Angeles listeners tell us is 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 renting a refrigerator a thing? Because I actually I googled it and I can't fi- like nothing comes no, I'm, up.
2: I'm hanging with. So it is a fact that that they're under no obligation to provide a refrigerator, but I'm with. I'm traveling right now with a guy that owns and rents property in Los Angeles. Oh, oh, everybody, he's a fucking landlord. You know what? I'll fucking kill him tonight. Kill him. I've been thinking about it. Like, this is class war, and it's only time that my friend died, tra- like, really, really messily because of me. I'll. How do you think I should do it?
1: Um, you got. What do the
2: landlords deserve, Eric?
1: Bushido style. You got a katana to the to the neck.
2: It's perfect. So basically, I asked him. Who is renting a space? I mean, more high end than ours. But he's he said, "No, I've never heard of that before in my life." No shit, nobody's ever heard of it. It's, it's insane. S. Very it's, stupid.
1: It's, it's very stupid. But yeah, she's like insistent. I'm, I'm like, I'm, I haven't even looked at the fucking lease yet.
2: No, I. But all right, let's stop with our shakedown because it just makes me mad. All right, um, we'll discuss that tonight. We'll get it sorted. We'll sign the shit, or we'll try to find a way to extort. I'm nervous, that. man. I'm nervous. Don't be nervous. Can you can you keep a job for a year? I need th- yeah, probably. I mean the better part of a year. I think. Alright, whatever. So, <laughs> uh, all right. Here's my list. Are you right, ready?
1: Let's go. let's go. Let's do it.
2: Big concept first. Uh, progressives have become pro-life arguing the primacy of living rather than the quality of life. That's the inverse of the usual, usual position. And I came to that conclusion per the New York times article, uh, that I sent you about epidemiologists and protests and how epidemiologists revealed themselves to be so full of shit this year. So, so basically the argument for abortion for a long, long time is that there is a specific cruelty to, uh, bringing somebody into the world who's going to have a very low quality of life. But I'm finding that it is the exact same people who are typically pro-choice arguing the inverse position this time when it comes to COVID, which is to say, it doesn't matter how shitty your life is. Being alive is the most important thing. And I just, I can see that argument as a vegan, particularly I, I, that resonates with me but it's just not consistent and it's pretty ass. Like if you know if you don't want to have a low quality of life, nobody should impose that upon you. <laughs> you know. Yeah. I mean? So if you want to go out and go out big, however you want to do it, yo, more power fucking to you.
1: It's it's and, the, it's, the, it's the crust punk dog argument.
2: Yes, it is the crust punk dog argument, which I am weirdly ha- have uh, a lot of people hit me to say that that's not a thing they considered before. Um but Yeah, I'm just not with, uh, anyway, I'm going to keep it moving, but that's, I sent you an article, everybody check it out in the New York times. It's a bunch of epidemiologists just being very real saying, yeah, I'm pretty conflicted about the fact that I, that I signed a document saying that I support people going into large crowds to support uh, a social movement. When I accused people of protest, people protesting masks or or lockdowns, uh, lockdowns at that point, A uh, few weeks before as tantamount to murder. Yeah. I feel pretty weird about it. And so I appreciated that honesty, but most of them, a couple of them said, yeah, I kind of had to,
1: I mean, that's, I mean, if anything this year is we've exposed a lot of people for being full of shit for, for sure. And we're wildly dishonest
2: wild everybody lying uh next up is another new york times pile uh th- this was them being totally duplicitous and pieces of shit uh, i don't know if you saw they changed the headline uh in, in france there was a terror attack where a teacher was beheaded uh, i didn't
1: see that it was in france i thought it was in russia it was in france no, it was in
2: France. and and the uh the had he- the original headline was odious <laughs> it was fucking bad tell me it was it was police shoot suspect in in uh you, you know uh, uh, murder and it's like yo what are we talking about you're ma- you just put the owingness on the police for and not didn't mention that this guy sawed somebody's head off over o- over cartoons that that yeah. seems relevant it seems relevant enough to keep in the headline and they've since changed it but They've changed it to, I didn't know this. I just heard this on a podcast last night, but I, I did not know they changed it to this. Is, this is foul. Uh, they mention the teacher, but they say he's already becoming a free speech martyr to some. Mm-hmm. Yo, yo wh- why are you trying to frame it like that, man? There's a guy that had his head cut off. Can we address the head sawing off? Yeah, Can we really? address the fact that this man's head rolled on the ground because somebody had a problem with the cartoon? Is, is that worth talking about?
1: Well, it was, it was the drawing of the Prophet Muhammad, right?
2: Yeah. The, the French are not having it. <laughs> the, the French are just not. And I'm on their side, man. Uh, of course. You know, it, it, it's, you know, somebody said it, and it's an interesting position. I don't take this position myself, but it's an interesting one. I saw on Twitter, somebody said, flood it. Flood it. If print uh, images of the Prophet Muhammad and drop them from planes, uh, project them onto every building, uh, every public building in, in Paris. Uh, normalize the fact that that we are not going to capitulate to to uh, religious fanatics.
1: I like that. Now, now, you so, uh, you 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 can go first.
2: <laughs> well, here's the thing. In principle, I really like that idea. Although you don't want to create. A culture that feels hostile to somebody's faith no you know what i mean so th- th- there's this uh this fine line to walk where you don't want to alienate every fucking muslim you got a right to be a muslim in france you know what i mean so, so like you don't want to alienate every muslim and make it feel like they can't leave their house without being inundated you don't want to radicalize that's another aspect is just the pure self-preservation attitude you don't want to radicalize more young people to feel hated in their in their culture but at the same time It is worth saying that like, hey, the more that we just sort of go along with things that go against our minds, it's going to bite us. So we got to air it out. And in the case of free speech shit, and when I say free speech shit, everybody, I don't mean like the obnoxious Reddit troll version of this. I mean, literally like the most fundamental basic ideas of free speech is that you don't get to kill me for a thing that I said or did. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so of course. Okay, that's next. Uh, here's the one that's going to be most severe for me. So I just want you to take me out of this quickly. Okay. Anybody that said anything about Chris Pratt in the net last week should fucking fly a plane into their own parents' house. You should. <laughs> you, should, you, should you should die, and you should die badly. I this black pilled me more than anything in in a decade. This is the worst.
1: Yeah. So, so people mad at Chris Pratt cause he, I don't even know, did he like, oh, he wouldn't do some like fundraising thing.
2: He refused to cuck for Biden. It, it was a, it was a, uh, it, it was some type of uh, table read. I think it was called cucking for Biden. And, and, it's, <laughs> and it's just the Avengers cast getting together, doing a uh, fundraiser for, uh, the presidential hopeful Joseph Biden. Now, Look, I can't can't stand stand that shit. And I can't, I don't know the
1: type of person that gets off on it.
2: No, neither do I. Uh, I mean, we, I mean, we do know who it is. It's pink pussy hat, fucking, you know, the, it's the libs. So like, it's the the usual suspects of people that like, just want what you and I have been advocating for since the beginning of the primaries, which is, oh, Joe's probably going to win because people want to feel normal. Yeah. It's those yeah. people. So it's us. We we're, we're we're the ones doing the Avengers table read. You're Groot. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, I'll be Groot. So but like but here's the thing. It's like sure that person exists, like definitely. It's like the uh the you know, we should be at brunch now, crowd. It's it, it's it's those people. And like those people get shit on a lot, but I think everyone is that person in their heart.
2: Yeah, that's exactly right. The, you know what I, I, mean? I say it every few weeks on this fucking podcast. Everybody's a fraud because if if the change that they say they want would upend their lives, and they're not prepared to have that.
1: Yep. Oh yeah. Oh come on. Yeah. Big time.
2: So here's the the follow up question: Are kids with low IQ the real ring wraiths of this world?
1: <laughs> All right. I need you to. I need some more parameters around that. Any more so, definition?
2: So. Chris Pratt trended for two days, yeah, which speaks did. to how bored people were. But people are now at the stage where if if the news doesn't supply somebody for them to, to murder publicly, they will just elect somebody out of thin air. Yeah, that's and- true. And I feel like they're just ring wraiths, where where they just they sense there's a weakness somewhere or like there's a disturbance like, oh, he didn't he didn't suck Biden's cock on the fucking lawn of the White House. Oh, no. And they descend to they they, they stalk and they descend like, yo, Eric, have you ever ever had an opinion in your entire life about Chris Pratt?
1: Um, he's kind of funny, I guess. He's not not funny.
2: You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't find him hilarious, but he's certainly not, not funny. Yeah. He so, doesn't,
1: he doesn't offend me.
2: Yeah. It, it I, I, I'm fully blackpilled. I'm a ringwraith now. <laughs> I, I've gone, o- I, I've gone over. I'm the, the I'm uh, a twisted version of a man uh, or a twisted version of an elf. Uh, well, that so is the, the orc community.
1: People are mad at him. Right. Cause I guess, well, I, well, I, right. Cause of the, the Biden thing, but also cause people are bringing up the fact that he's like been a conservative for a minute.
2: Um, you know, yeah, everybody I, listen, you, you don't hate conservatives. You think you do, but you don't, you, you just hate Trump being as garish and offensive as he is. You don't like, look, you can say like, Oh, what about my black trans friend and blah, 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 blah. blah. But like, here's the reality is that the, the disgusting duopoly that you decide that you can't possibly, uh, deviate from that. You've got to fucking hold your nose and vote for Biden is, you know, it relies on the conservative, uh, neolib uh, access it relies on that So you are feeding into that, you love it You're secret lover of this, fuck off
1: Yeah, fuck off, I'm looking at Chris Pratt's official Twitter right now And it's 100% uh, Run by like his publicist Or something, it's mostly just links to his Instagram So like, yo, Chris Pratt's the real Winner, he, he's fucking, he, he doesn't see Any of your your big yeah, man.
2: No doubt, I hope he went on vacation
1: he, He's uh, been on vacation
2: Okay, so and somewhat related, did you see the uh, milk toast suck fest from uh, politicians from Nowheresville?
1: Mm, who were they sucking? Each other. Oh, n- um, I don't think so. What, what's going on?
2: It was the one where they're like, I forget, I'm running for governor of Iowa, and so am I. And we disagree on a lot of things. But we also understand that dialogue and discourse is important to the republic. Oh, shut up. And, and now, here's the deal.
1: No one likes that it anymore. Was, shoot each other.
2: Here's the deal I thought it was real cucked out and stupid And then I watched it three more times While I was reading the The replies On Twitter that were vile They were just like you're the reason My black trans friend is hanging from a tree And it's like yo that's not true Like these two men just know That they're the governor's of fucking Iowa What are you talking about like the the stakes Yo I think it's important To relate politics to people i think that that is really critical i think that that i've said it before on this podcast that's the best thing coming out of the progressive politics at this moment is saying hey the way that you vote impacts real human beings but can we be fucking real about the governor of fucking iowa can we can we just be real about that for a second you know if these two dudes want to be polite to each other shut the fuck up let them be polite
1: yeah really that's like it's <laughs> like a fucking like the bare minimum
2: yeah but come on all right am i moving too fast
1: No, no, I I like this. I like this rapid fire. This is a good format. We're like TikTok.
2: Okay, (laughs) next up. uh, I just, this popped into my head. This is another like dad's nightstand, get the gun moment. Uh, (laughs) People on Twitter were like uh, comparing uh, uh, the Trump Rose Garden thing to the mask of the Red Death, the Edgar Allan Poe story. Yeah, that was fun. No, that's a nightstand moment.
1: i mean it wasn't accurate but it's it's it's,
2: it's, it's somebody thinking they're too cute you read a book shut the fuck up nobody cares so next up uh chinese billionaires made 1.5 trillion since the pandemic started yeah (laughs) yes does anyone give a shit no nobody cares because people are only mad about this transfer of wealth when they see jeff bezos's obnoxious face there's so many other people that are just look look Jeff Bezos is a public face, so you've made him this thing. Meanwhile, you have companies like fucking Raytheon. You have no idea who's in charge of them, nor do you seem to care. Uh, Fucking, I I was talking to an Uber driver yesterday. He was talking about the drone plant that's eighty miles out of town. Nobody seems to give a fuck about that, but they care a whole bunch about Jeff Bezos. Yo, these Chinese trillionaires now—trillionaires, everybody, trillion. uh, Yo, you should be fucking concerned. Like, yeah. like, but it doesn't occur to you because you don't want to mispronounce their name.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that pretty much sums it up, doesn't it?
2: So next up, did you see the article about I'm saving the big one for a minute? Uh, did you see the uh, tweet that was from a uh, cycling advocacy organization? Bicycling, just, you know, like, hey, like, let's advocate for for bicycle lanes and, you know, not killing people cyclists and whatever they tweeted a thing that was the most absurd one that i saw all week which is while all bicyclists can encounter street harassment the experience is different for women lgbtq plus people and radicalized people and marginalized people it is one of several barriers to bicycling explored in this report by ab libido yo of all the places and communities etc except that i've ever seen cycling is the least guarded ever yeah really You just buy a bike, fam. That's the barrier to entry. Do you have 200 bucks? Then you got an okay bike. Do you have a grand? You got a good bike. That's it. You know what I mean? Like, all you could say is, uh, it's the maybe there's a slight barrier to the transient people, but that in Los Angeles, trust me, not a barrier. You just steal them. So it's that's, but like, look, how fucked up on identity? How high on identity are we right now that we're talking about? cyclist being gatekept you know are uh, when when conservatives accuse uh, progressives of of bloat of like meat of oh so you don't have anything to complain about so you're you're trying to meet that need somehow you're trying to uh, create demand where there is none or, or create a uh, product where there is none yo chris pratt and lgbtq radicalized cyclists define that you look embarrassing right now. Chill out. Don't make it so obvious.
1: Yeah, up, people are. Oh, what, what? 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 You got more?
2: Hunter Biden. You
1: do not even give me a chance to fucking say anything about this. No,
2: there's nothing to say there. I it, listen. I, that's just me going off on one. Just it, it, it's embarrassing that I even saw that tweet. It, I should have <laughs> blocked that. I should. That person should never have any contact with my life. Fair um, enough. Hunter Biden, pretty fun
1: hunter biden this
2: is this is this your big one is this the big meat no no no. come on think harder there's a big meat coming
1: what the uh, me too me tubin? oh yeah me tubing me tubing uh, all right Well, then let's, uh, let's jaw on, on hunter biden before we get to me too-bin. uh i'm saying what are you saying i think i think that i think the laptop's real
2: i think it's real i mean if we're gonna be fucking nerds and not try to be fun or funny at all then let me just say it doesn't matter if it's real or fake as fuck. The idea that Twitter is your arbiter of that is actually dictionary definition insane. And anybody who is in favor of it is not just a liberal, but illiberal, everybody, not a liberal, illiberal, not just a liberal. You're also, you are the person that marches yourself into prison. You are the person that, that, uh, you, you, you advocate against yourself at every angle. You are a danger to people around you. You suck.
1: Well, I think that's kind of, (laughs) that might be hyperbole, but um, no, I mean, in in terms of specifics to the whole thing, uh, the fact that they're trying so hard to like make this go away and like make that, like make this not a thing makes me think it's real.
2: Oh no. Listen, everybody in media says that it is real because the biden's have not denied it so how else did they get those pictures look i don't know the answer to that and i i listen if i i think that
1: i so think the, that just the, the the i mean the, the thing that i go off on is the is the double speak right where it's like oh these emails can't be real this is just this is misinformation it's rudy giuliani he's not credible it's 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 just it's it was a russian plant but then the emails from uh you know, from Biden to his son while they were in rehab, they're like, look real. at how good of a man he is. It's like, OK, which is it? Are those what the fuck?
2: You know, the answers, the ones that that paint Biden out to be electable are very real. Right. And the ones that don't couldn't possibly be real. Right. It's that simple.
1: You that's get that's the shit that drives out. me crazy.
2: Yeah, it's it's an insult to both of our intelligence, and we are, uh, we're not that smart. You know what I'm saying? So, like, if you're insulting our intelligence, it's like, uh, come on.
1: So, my my larger thing is, it does. I don't fucking care. I don't think the thing matters. But it, you, if you don't, if these people don't think it matters, you're disgusting hypocrites. And by that, I mean like the news media, basically.
2: Yes, agreed. Agreed. Uh, Hunter Biden also just. Whatever. Listen, if, if I had the opportunity to make a few million off of my father's name, do you know what I get off of my father? I'll get his army pension of $900. That's the most I'm going to get off my fucking father. So, so if there was an and I'll take it. So if there was an opportunity to make 900,000 off my father, trust, I would fucking do it.
1: Uh, there's not a question.
2: So what are we doing here? A bunch of people, we're going to get into this. A bunch of people who would never behave any differently, love to get mad at people for behaving that way.
1: So, uh, yeah, dude, any, everyone on this fucking planet would be Lenny Riefenstahl if they had the fucking opportunity to be so. Is that a weird reference?
2: I don't know. You dropped out in this hotel Wi-Fi, so you could have said, uh, you could be talking about Hitler's underwear. I have no idea.
1: I said it, every, anyone that had the opportunity, if, had the opportunity to be Lenny Riefenstahl would be if they could.
2: Oh, There's no, listen, this is the, the black pill of this particular podcast is that you and I don't think anybody behaves differently than the foulest people that we talk about, which is dark, but it's just, it's, it's seems apparent based on everybody's secret lives. Well, you know what it is? I think,
1: well, if you want, if you want to drill down to what this podcast is about is like the, the, the hive mind of the internet is a dark fucking place and you're all disgusting hypocrites. That's, that's really the thesis of this podcast.
2: Yeah, it is. Yeah, It is. Uh, When you say it like that, it doesn't sound funny or welcoming, but but, but it's a fact. That's what it is.
1: That's what it is. That's what it is. I mean, look, I, I've, I've pretty much, I've checked out on a lot of this shit, especially like, especially in the, if it falls into the narrative of the election or Trump or whatever politics, I'm like, I'm so fully checked out. I can't even fathom the brain of someone that like still gives a fuck. You know what I mean? And like, that's to me, that's to me, that's not even black pill. It's just like, Yo, don't you got anything better to do? Like, yo, I'm busy. I'm not black I got fucking tons of shit going on in my life. Like, I am too busy to allow Trump and Biden to, to hold space in my brain.
2: Ooh, listen to you, Mr. Busy.
1: <laughs> I'm fucking busy, dude. I, didn't, I don't think about Trump unless someone mentions his name.
2: Okay, let me say this. If you have gotten a DM that sounded appealing at all, like was of a sexual nature or made it, made you feel desired, in the last, uh, uh, let's say five months, uh, you don't care about this at all. You, you if you have, if anybody has complimented you, made you feel special in some way, uh, reinforced that you're worthwhile, you do not give a fuck about this.
1: I it's it's <laughs> probably safe to say.
2: Safe to say, if you have a healthy relationship with your parents, you don't give a fuck about this. If you're gainfully employed and don't see yourself on the bubble of losing that all, slash, your job has any type of uh, 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 gratification to you uh, within it, uh, you don't care about this shit. This shit is now for Twitter losers, people that are uh, wildly unfulfilled. That's who I, it's for.
1: Dude, can I be honest with you? And and the, I know I've talked about this like a hundred times and it's annoying now, but when I ride my bike around and I see people watching the fucking cable news every night, it's just, yo, it's just a clown show. It's just like, it's a mass fucking hypnotism clown show for everyone to watch and like fill the, if you're not, if you don't, if you haven't filled the void in your chest, the hole in your life, um, this is the thing that like society provides to you. You know what I mean? Like this is the thing that like they want to keep you engaged with. So everyone doesn't just kill themselves.
2: Yeah, I mean uh, they're gonna have to find a new narrative. If Biden, if Biden wins, they're gonna have to find a new narrative quick, because if the economy falls off a ledge, which it seems inevitable, there's gonna be so many single, s- single, auto- <laughs> single vehicle car accidents, planes, planes that just have like single engine planes that just happen to go down. You know what I mean? Like so much of that shit. The yeah. economy. Oh yo, it's. Whenever I hang out with rich people and they have like, so you and I are stupid. We're talking about renting a refrigerator. So (laughs) we're not qualified to talk about money at all, but whenever I hang out with rich people and they got that way by thinking like at least two steps ahead, whereas you and I are living in the moment in like not a positive life affirming way, but just in like the way that fucking goldfish and idiots do like the, whenever I hang out with rich people, they are morbid about, the future financially they are fucking bleak about what i mean some of them are and some of them aren't because some of them are going to benefit from the world going down the toilet but they really do not see any way that we get out of this without basically austerity uh it's it's going to be bad according to every smart person i know
1: yeah i mean i don't know these eggheads are always predicting that kind of shit (laughs)
2: <laughs> you know, yeah, I like you know to go lucky. It's, it's just it's uh, bleak
1: if, if you have any stake in it. I don't have it. Like it's bleak. Like you know what I mean? Like I've taken the George Carlin position. I'm just gonna watch it go down. Like I'm gonna keep my money to myself. I'm gonna continue to do what I do to make it. I'm probably not gonna make very much of it. Um, I'm just gonna keep hoarding it. Um,
2: well, well, well then let's let's shift to that exact topic through a different lens. Are you ready? Yes. Uh, Fifty Cent. Oh, yeah. 50 Cent is the coolest dude on this planet.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Of course you'd say that.
2: 50 Cent did what I love best. He advocated for himself instead of sucking a stranger's cock. He just said, oh, yeah, I vote for my vote is a representation of my interests, of the things that matter to me not the things that matter to strangers, not the things that matter to people that I, that don't put anything into my life. It's me. My vote is me. And with that in mind, he said, fuck (laughs) y'all vote for Trump. And the reason he did so, I'm sure everybody listening to this is aware because it made the news. Uh, he saw the tax burden going up and said, nah, nah, I'm voting for Trump. And as I've said on the, on this podcast several times, I don't know every black person on this planet. Uh, I don't even know every black person in the United States, but the, I don't know, 15 or so that I follow. And again, that's a small sample size and everybody knows that I like to follow some real fucking loons. So take it for what it's worth. Big Herc, (laughs) big Herc. Uh, Tommy, Tommy Sotomayor. Tommy. Well, that's, I mean, come on, you're going to get me in trouble. (laughs) uh, the guys that I follow are all voting Trump. The black guys I follow are all voting Trump for the same reason. Money was good. Now, those of you that say, oh, there's, they're a traitor to their race. Yo, fuck you. That's well, a first thing. of all, no one to say. That's no one who's
1: only, if anyone's going to say that it should only be black people. If you're a white person calling 50 cent a race traitor, you're you, you, you need to shut up right now. What
2: about Chelsea Handler, who, who called him up to remind him he's black?
1: Well, she's they have a personal relationship. So I assume that the, that she felt comfortable doing that since they've it's been pretty
2: bold. <laughs> it is
1: a <laughs> bold thing to do, for sure.
2: Well, <laughs> I like it and how bold it is. Well, I, let me ask you
1: one thing. He's mad about the tax burden. But from what I understand, I mean, he lives in New York. That has the worst tax burden of any other state. Yeah, so. He's concerned about the state taxes, I think. from, And then I don't think your vote for Trump is,
2: is necessarily going to change that. No, no, no. Okay. So between – my understanding is – and I saw people fighting about this, so I don't know what's real because all I see is fights with nobody making with – no, with no real clarity. Yeah. But between state taxes and what Biden is recommending, ah, it rises to 62%.
1: I see. Yeah.
2: So – uh, it, now, for anybody in the sound of my voice, if you want to pay 60, 62% of your income to the government, that's a you problem. That is not... Uh, it, 50 Cent is speaking for basically every successful human being on the planet. And I don't... And actually most poor's. And I don't think that you have to like his position. I don't think that you've got to share it, but if you don't think that that's a perfectly valid reason to cast your vote one direction or the other, you have 100% missed the point of voting. You are there to advocate for your interests. That is how you do it. That is 50 cents. Interest is keeping his money. Well, (laughs) I
1: think, I think it's fair to say that, that, uh, I think 50 Cent would have an interest in, you know, a non-Trump presidency or a world that that might bring. I mean, it's hard. You know what it is? It's hard to make the case for Biden because I don't see anything getting better. You know what I mean?
2: But uh, okay, hold on. Listen, this is all a crock of shit because while we can say, uh, well, listen, every every right thinking person on the fucking planet, you and I included, have come out and said, oh, yeah, there needs to be major reforms to policing in the United States, major reforms. Now, some people are more extreme than others. I personally think that the, the real reform has to be prison reform, but, uh, that actually starts in the courts. So whatever, this is a large, large problem. Uh, and, but the police brutality numbers had gone down for the last 30 years. So when people say this is a problem, they're correct. But if they think that voting for Trump made police brutality, they or even made it rise, they are factually incorrect. So do does this. So then that brings up the question. Does anybody believe that police brutality will cease to exist under Joe Biden when it is very largely a municipal issue that Joe Biden has no control over and Trump has no control over? Is is there any reason for a black man to vote for Joe Biden?
1: Well, well here here's the thing. What I will say is they yes, the president does not have any direct control over but we have acknowledged and I think it's evident that Trump likes to throw gasoline on the fire of these situations when a when a police brutality incident causes, you know, a, a level of civil unrest, right? Trump actively makes these situations worse. I lose you. Oh, of course I fucking lost you. Of course I fucking lost you. Of course I fucking God damn it. Are you there?
2: I'm back. I'm back. God. Can you hear me?
1: I think that that was my Wi-Fi that time.
2: Yeah, that's your dad is uh, playing Among Us again.
1: <laughs> okay, what I was saying was I don't know how much got through, but let me reiterate. When these when these police, of course, the president doesn't have any direct control over what you know uh, over police brutality or municipal institutions like that, but when these you know, when something like that happens and it spirals into a national event that causes civil unrest, Trump has actively thrown gasoline (laughs) on the fires. You know what I mean? He's emboldened. (laughs) He's like, we talked about last time when he's in, uh, you know, at the debates, like calling for, for these people, you know, calling for violence in the streets, ostensibly, um, that I don't think 50 cent has any vested interest in.
2: Listen, I don't think 50 cent wants the guy that doesn't, Like have a okay, I I think people are talking out of their ass on Biden's voting record. They're saying that he's uh, had a terrible voting record against uh, poor people, against black people. That's all true. But here's what everybody needs to understand: is he was being a politician and following the fucking flow at the time. He's doing the same thing now. So. He is a political survivor that is going to do whatever is uh, expeditious to make his yes. continued uh, existence happen. So, if the country says we need pre- we need uh, police reform now, he'll institute all of the, pardon me for saying so, everybody, worthless, uh, basically, uh, what lip service uh, policies that'll make libs feel better for six weeks. And that's the most you're going to get from any president. So if you think that that's what you really need is this bullshit, like, hey, let me acknowledge that this is a problem and then put it out to a committee to look into for four years. Hey, you're going to get it under Biden. That's all true. But it's not going to materially change anything. Don't be deluded.
1: No, no. Well, obviously, obviously not. But but I'm what I mean is like even not even about policy or not even about passing whatever, whatever. I, I just think in like in terms of the dude at the top, the most visible politician, his their rhetoric. Right. I think there's will be an obvious and 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 major difference between Biden and Trump on that.
2: Yeah. Oh, well, listen, Trump is bad for everybody. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm not saying Trump is a cool dude. I'm just saying that if I was. If I was spent the last few years making a lot of money and I was dumb enough to think that that is due to Donald Trump, I might consider that I right. would like to continue making more money. That's yeah. all I'm saying.
1: No, that no. And, and I and I understand that. And look, and 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 I think what it really comes down to is forget 50 cent. If you think that's like an invalid reason to vote. Yo, that's a large reason why most people vote.
2: Yes, yeah, yes, exactly right. Y- at the end are... of the
1: day, their pockets, that's like the bottom line. That's like, yo, before this coronavirus shit happened, everyone was like, "Hey, I know everyone hates Trump, but uh economy's looking pretty good. Usually in a good economy, a president gets reelected, so I wouldn't get my hopes up. Looks like he's sticking around." Before that, before the
2: coronavirus hit,
1: Trump was going to win this
2: election. Yeah, no doubt. Or or at least or at least it was going to be a coin flip.
1: Yeah, exactly. Or <laughs> it was going to be very close. Now it's looking like Biden's got it.
2: Now, uh, this whole thing is like, for me, it's kicking up this thing that it really upsets me, which is this idea that you live for other people. Not a single person in the sound of my voice would do any, would v- put their vote for 50 cent. Not a single person would say 50 cents life is more important than my, th- than the quality of my life. Like th- there is 50 cent, you want Fifty Cent to vote for your interest. You would never vote for his. Why is that? Yeah. It 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 seriously like yo. I get like like uh, 2014 style triggered by this. <laughs> like I really get mad that everybody who would never do for anybody else and refuse to do for self want a stranger to do for them. It drives me insane. <laughs> like, it makes me crazy. Well, I think I, it I, makes I me think feel this like is, this is going the only. On.
1: This is the only way in which we actually talk about class, right? Even though it's not – it's like the subtext of the conversation because it's like people think that 50 Cent has a social obligation because he's a rich dude. And people think, well, it's it's ludicrous to ask me to like think for 50 Cent because I'm a poor dude. You know what I mean? Like class isn't being discussed, but that's at the heart of this, right?
2: Yeah, and then they have to make it messy as fuck by being like he's got an obligation to black people. And it's like, yo – who put that in your head? This man is an individual. He, and also not for nothing. He also employs a number of people, many of whom are black. So let me just put this through. Let me try to paint this through a a different life that some of our uh, listeners, uh, might, might understand better. Okay. Let's say that I make $400,000 a year. Uh, let's say that, uh, so that puts me into that, uh, 62%, uh, taxation. Okay. And again, I'm not an economist, nor do I read every bit of policy that's proposed. I don't know if that's going to happen. I don't know if it was misrepresented in some way. That's just, this is just bullshit. I read, I would have to read more. Okay. That's the caveat. So let's say that I was making that money, blah, blah, blah. Now, if I'm being real, I believe that I can do more for the people that I care about with my own $400,000 than I could giving that money to the government. So, let and do you disagree with me? Not you, Eric, but the public. Do you believe that the government is going to do more for the 15 people in your life that you actually care about than you could do with the money in your pocket? Mm. Do you believe that? I would be curious to hear from even one fucking listener who says yes. <sighs> uh, yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I, I people get too, like, you know, people just get too lost in the shit. Like, I, I don't know why it should matter what Chris Pratt thinks. I don't know why it should matter what 50 cent thinks. Like wh- you're so unconfident in yourself, man. Like that's, I think that's the, the root of it. I think you, people are so unconfident in their own beliefs and their own side. And they think that like, because they're, they know that they're right, that people should be automatically, you're obliged to be on my side or you're a piece of shit.
0: Yeah. What the fuck?
2: Yo, yo, that motherfucker's going to vote for the people that they think advocate for the thing that they care about. That's it. That's it. Fuck off. You do the same. You know what I mean? Do the same. I mean, That's like, yo, it weapon against that is do, it, it's certainly not bitching. Bitching is not your fucking weapon. What's it do? Yo, check it out. Trump
1: was literally a TV game show host reality star like if people are dumb enough to, like, fall into this obvious scammers, like, a web, and and if people are dumb enough to, like, create the cognitive dissonance in their mind to think that he represents their interests, yo, I don't know what to do for that person, you know what I mean? Like, they obviously come from a different school of thought or a different way of life than mine, and, like, all I can do is, like, believe what I believe and, like, trust my own instincts and trust that, like, I'm smart and reading the situation uh you know correctly or whatever like all i can do is be confident in myself and if i'm ever face to face with that person talk to them like a human being and then you know maybe you know maybe they'll see my way probably not but yo, it's it's their fucking life to be a a dipshit like let them go like vote for the fucking reality yo that's the world that's the plane of existence we 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 fucking occupy and like that sucks ass, I guess, I guess, like, yeah, that that sucks, I don't know, I find a lot of joy in life, but, like, uh, a, a, not a, much of it's in politics, because, yo, the average person is a fucking dumbass, and that's just what it is, and, yo, they think I'm dumb, you know what I mean, they have the same fucking philosophy as I do, and they think I'm the blue-pilled simp, you know, I'm the moron, so, you know, fuck it, you know, f- f- there but for the grace of God go I, I
2: don't, like, f- I don't fucking care what these idiots think. As Kanye West said, when asked why he decided to run for the president of the United States, God put that on my heart. <laughs> <laughs> now, that's the best answer I've ever heard. I'm going to say that at least once a week. Now, God put that on my heart. That's why we I do this that's podcast. Great. That's why we do this show. It's so good. God put that on my heart. <laughs>
1: All right. Do um, we, do we jump to, to me Tubin?
2: No, not yet. I have a couple more things to say. Uh, it, but this one you could say maybe is related to me too. Maybe. Uh, so I was looking for resources in our neighborhood. Uh, and, uh, you know, so I was looking up, uh, grocery stores. I was looking up, uh, is the, what are the restaurants like, you know, stuff like that, uh, gym, et cetera. And, uh, I got some massage spot because okay. you know, once every couple of weeks I like to go to the massage spot. And I was like, and for people that don't know, if you've ever been to a shady massage spot, it works like this. They, they signal to you that they're shady by touching the inside of your leg. Uh, then they flip you over and they see you have an erection and they offer you services. That's the way it works. I've been to others where you just walk in the, in the building and they say, you want blowjob. Now that's rare, but here's the reason that I like these places over a legitimate spot because I just don't want to feel weird if I have an erection. So I I turn down the services, but I like the fact that nobody is nobody's weird about the fact that this thing where you are rubbing me all over might get me excited. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So yeah. I don't want to be like sexually harassed and somebody at massage envy with my fucking erection. I I just want to be in a space where somebody offers me those services and I go, hey, no thanks. Do you know what I'm saying? So sure. I so I like a shady but credible massage spot. The way that you find those is you go onto Yelp and you see the places <clears throat> that the dudes say very good massage felt fulfilled. You know what I mean? And right. the women say really great massage. Jade is so good to me. I, I, I come here three times a week. That's how, you know, what are the women it, doing? The Well, the, that's the point is that they're getting legitimate massages. So that's how you find one is you get like, It's, that's how, you know, it is a spot that will offer services. So dudes like me don't need to feel weird if we happen to get turned on, but it also, they're giving a legitimate massage. So you're going to get a good massage. You're not just going there to, for the other shit. Right. So I was looking for a spot that is a, not a massage envy type of spot, a spot that's semi shady, but also gives good massages because I'm not actually interested in the services. Okay. So this is a specific type of place. Now, now I'm reading the Yelp reviews of all these places. Here's my favorite. I just wanted to share with you. And they're all, they're, these are great. Like there's so many that <laughs> there's so many that are this place. Like, for example, the one place, the lady says I called two days in a row and they said they were too busy for me. And then I had my husband call immediately after me to test them. And they said he, they could, he could come right in. This is a place this is a place that uh caters to men and you know what that means. <laughs> yeah. So so uh, there's it's a lot lit. of ang- a lot of angry wives, a lot of angry wives in these fucking comment sections. But the one that I liked the best was the man on the phone got angry at me and said I could ask these questions to his penis, <laughs> wh- which is the funniest <laughs> thing I've ever heard. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Incredible. I hope the guy really said that
2: <laughs> he could, I could ask these questions to his penis. Good stuff. Uh, anyway. Um, so
1: wait, so you so have you, I'm going to that one. Yeah. You found the place then.
2: Yeah. And we're right next to West Hollywood. So there's a lot of gay ones, which might be even better. Cause then I don't got to feel like I'm me too. And somebody, these are, these are hand job spots that, uh, you know, like I probably, I'm not particularly into dudes, so I probably won't even get an erection. So, yeah, uh, But they're shady enough that I can feel like, okay, all right, you know, but uh, God put that on my heart.
1: God put that on your heart. That's right. Yeah. That, that, that should, that should be our standard response. Anytime someone has an issue. <laughs> God put so, that on our heart.
2: So I can tell that you are aching to talk about Jeffrey Me and Do you want to talk about the coyote thing first? Yes or no? Oh, no, no. <laughs> Wait, the What's coyote that? thing? Yes. Do you want to talk about the coyote what's thing? What's the coyote thing? <laughs> what's so the, Trump, what's that? What's that? Trump said during the debate that the missing children, which by the way everybody, uh Eric and I broke this story a year ago when uh and people were mad at us. Uh and I actually had to go do research to defend my position, which means that I was way too into this topic. Uh we said or I said and Eric sort of demurred because he didn't want to get yelled at, uh, that the child separation policy was a de facto Obama policy. And people were very mad (laughs) because as it turns out, it was, and it wasn't, it's correct that it happened. It's correct that it was a thing that occurred. The thing that makes Trump a worse man and, and also like a scary person is that he didn't just allow it to happen. He seemed into it. Yeah. That's a big difference. Well, it
1: it is a difference for people that uh, we uh, we're reviving something from a year. We're reviving an argument from a year ago, but there's a difference between some shit that happened. You know, people are eager to give Obama the benefit of the doubt, which you would think in terms of child separation wouldn't really matter whether, what his intentions were, but something uh you know if they're willing to give them the benefit of the doubt that you know some kids slipped through the cracks versus trump's actual like intentional uh policy setting of take the kids away there's right. a level trump, of cruelty trump there.
2: rolled around in it but yeah th- 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 but during the debate trump had to me i thought the total zinger of it which is when biden tried to jam him up on the kid thing and K- kids in cages thing trump goes who built the cages joe which is a perfectly valid question. And the answer is, <laughs> the answer is, uh, people that the Obama administration looking the other way while this happened, that, that's the answer. So, uh, it is a good attack on Joe Biden in some respects. Now here's the part yeah, that was I interesting mean, to that,
1: me. That's a good zing Eric, I'll do you give know it what to but, uh, I mean, it also is a dodge in a way, oh, right?
2: I've lost Eric. So, he is either It's like, to it's, like
1: it's like it's oh, like Hitler or, being like, "Oh, Trump, not knowing what
2: the coyote is." Are you is. there, Eric? Yeah, I'm here. Are you there? yep Okay. So, so do you know what the do you know what a coyote is?
1: Uh, I it's someone who like crosses the border. That, it's that, it's someone who
2: for money. It's someone who for money takes. Uh, uh, immigrant immigrants without papers, undocumented. Hey, everybody! These words don't fucking matter. We're gonna get into how words don't matter, but basically, it's uh, undocumented uh, uh, migrants. Uh, You could even call them refugees. Whatever fucking word you want to use? It doesn't matter. People are going to adjust their ire to meet that new word, so it's all nonsense. It's fucking so performative and idiotic. But here's the point: Coyotes are the people that, uh, for money, bring those people to the border, across the border, etc. Okay. So here's what's interesting, is that not everybody knows that. Not everybody lives on a border state. Not everybody reads. Get it. I don't expect everybody to know everything. But the attacks on Trump, as though he literally meant literal coyotes, the animal, (laughs) was crazy to watch because blue check marks, some of which are elected politicians, some of whom are journalists, attacked Trump saying, did this motherfucker just say coyotes? What does he think? Yo, guys, don't advertise your ignorance. That's what we do on this podcast. That's our lane. It, it, that's that's us. Don't you do that like it, I, it was scary to me the sheer volume of blue check marks who uh, sitting in their fucking no stakes fucking one bedroom condos uh, judging other people going Trump Trump this idiot said coyotes yo stop, stop it's possible to want to zing somebody so bad that you jump out too early and embarrass yourself. But well,
1: I don't know. I, I only saw, well, that guy, Vic Berger, right. And he's, he's big on, on, you know, he makes these like little, like super edited videos where he takes people out of context and stuff like that. And like watching these videos, I know that he's doing that. You know what I mean? But they are still funny. So I watch them. But it did kind of seem like Trump didn't know what the word that coyote meant. Something else. He kind of it, it. The way he made the video made it look like Trump thought they were literal coyotes, which is objectively funny.
2: That is funny, but that's not the reality. <laughs> no,
1: probably not. And I wouldn't get on Twitter and be like, Trump doesn't know what coyotes are. I mean, but I don't know. Does he
2: know what coyotes are? You know what? Probably not. But the <laughs> should. if they if they think they're smarter than him, they should be smarter than him.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so you're saying that there were like blue check marks also not knowing what coyotes are
2: uh, at least a hundred P like, you know how, like when, when conservatives like to meme on people, they will yeah. just screenshot the f- like 200 people that are being stupid and collect those. Th- that's what people did here. And there was a shocking volume of blue check marks who thought that Trump literally meant the animal coyote.
1: All right. Well, that's embarrassing.
2: People met people made memes of children riding coyotes. Yes. Yeah, see, but, but see, I think that's what Trump thinks in his head. That may be so, <laughs> <laughs> but the goal is not to be as dumb as a guy that we all think is dumber than dog shit.
1: Yeah. That's, that's, that's for fucking certain. Yeah. That's, God that's put true. that on my heart. God put that on our heart. Yeah. Let's keep going. What else we got?
2: Uh, <sighs> there's a bunch of pedantic nonsense that only applies to me and it's just going to lose us listeners. Let's go with, uh, where's Twitter on Rachel Maddow? Oh
1: God. Yo, Rachel Maddow like destroyed her own credibility.
2: Right. But here's the point is that so much of what she was reporting was false and most credible people knew it was false. And somehow, 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 Twitter didn't choose to enact its bullshit terms of service that they did on the New York post regarding the Hunter Biden thing. So why did they let this woman make millions for four years, three years, really? She had to give it up eventually, uh, on a lie. And then when Twitter says it's about how the documents were procured, we don't allow that. We don't allow oh, uh, or st- stolen material. Such nonsense. It's not nonsense, nonsense because, because Trump's tax returns are that. So what are we doing here? <laughs> you know what I mean? like what are we doing here? So it's, it's obvious. But, but where are you on Rachel Maddow Twitter? Where are you on, like, why would you allow that to fly if this is suddenly so important? And the re- reason is that you're partisan. Everybody knows you're partisan. Why don't you just cop to it? When I go to Hobby Lobby and they are clearly Christian. When I go to In and Out and they're clearly Christian. I continue to give them my money. I live right outside of Hobby Lobby so that I can get the latest shit at Hobby Lobby. I love Hobby Lobby. I give Hobby Lobby probably $10,000 a year. Jesus. I want, I love Hobby Lobby. It is my favorite place. I wish that I could eat Chick-fil-A. When I go to these places that I know are Christian, or I used to go to a, uh, 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 it wasn't a falafel place. It was, like a, it was like a Middle Eastern place that was explicitly Muslim. It was the menus all had Muslim shit everywhere, right? When I go to these places that choose to celebrate whatever their bias is, whatever their ideology is, they hang it around their necks and say, this is who we are. Yo, that's okay. I still go there. So Twitter, I would probably still use your service. If you just said we are, we are Biden cucks, uh, died in the world. Dems, uh, we are, uh, the shit libs that that are trying to control people that we think are dumber than us. Just say it. People are still going to use your product because everybody knows it. We're just waiting. It's getting embarrassing. It's like uh, we caught you with the murder weapon in your hand. You had motive. Blood smeared all over you. Uh, your DNA is found in the victim. We We know. It's you, dog. <laughs> Stop embarrassing yourself. Well, it's... <sighs> Yo, I
1: just, I, I, I think about this at least once a day, like it comes into my mind maybe like once a day and then I go, who fucking cares? I, it like (sighs) Twitter and, 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 you know, in, in, in this, in this instance, right? Where, um, you know, they're not, uh, they, they didn't, they didn't let people post the link from the New York post article. Right. Um, you know, you could look at that as like uh as like an as a as a my bad moment, you know what I mean? Like as a like, oh, we let people run with this fake bullshit and it gets us in trouble, or like we people run with this fake bullshit and it turns out to be fake, and then people are mad. Here's another thing that looks like fake. What's our obligation now? You know what I mean? You could look at it in that sense, but if you're being honest, it's an obvious bias. You know what I mean? It's an obvious, like. I don't know how people don't compare it to the Russia stuff, you know, like in that time, it, you know, calling it a lie now, I don't know. It's, it was, it was, it came from a dossier that was unverified. It's literally almost exactly the same as this situation now where this came, this is a laptop that's unverified. You know what I mean? Correct. It's, It's unverified claims. It's the same fucking thing. And, you I, like i said you could look at it as like oh don't want to get duped again but i think that's a dishonest way of looking at it i think it's 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 literally just an obvious bias at the end of the day i don't know how people aren't like totally spent on this shit you know what i mean like and i don't i don't i can't like actually like dedicate too much of my brain power to it cuz it's like so fruitless and so like not worthwhile the larger issue which we talked about at length is These companies, whether it's Twitter or whoever it may be, deciding that you're not actually allowed to post a certain link. That sucks ass. I want to post whatever the fuck I want to
2: post. Where is the gallows for Rachel Maddow?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yo, Rachel made all that. Look, it's easy to look back at shit in hindsight. I say this all the time. About you know, not even just about this, but about about anything. It's it's very easy to 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 look back at things in hindsight. Yo, when that Russia shit was going on, it was a case of you stared at the thing too long. It was like people wanted it to be true, so bad, myself included, because it was like yo, it's fun to think you're going through a Watergate moment, and it's fun to entertain the idea that. There's a sense of justice that's going to come down on this dude who is an obvious criminal. There's a sense of, you know, optimism that, you know, in the narrative of like, he wasn't actually elected. It was a, we were attacked by a foreign government. There's like, there's just a level of, of, of palace intrigue and a level of we're living through a very important thing. People just wanted it to be true so bad. And Maddow, Was pushing that shit She was the dope dealer and that was the dope And like yo, if it had it turned out to be True that would have been a very important Moment in our political history But it fucking it it, There wasn't as much meat there as People thought there was going to be and it Didn't amount really To any sort of criminal Charge you know And, and in terms of Quote unquote collusion or you know Consorting with a foreign power it just wasn't really There and it made all, it made everyone, all the Maddo types, it made all the MSNBC types look like assholes. And you know who was one of the only people that admitted it? Our man Jeffrey Tubin. Oh, well, let's launch in. <laughs> the, the, he, there was, someone posted a clip. Somewhat, people were calling this a, a, a hit job uh, because, well, because, of what, because he uh, was the only one to sort of turn on the Russia narrative in that crowd
2: you know, I don't know if that makes you masturbate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. Okay. So uh, let's approach this Jeffrey Tubin thing for anybody that hasn't been paying attention. This is a total shill idiot journalist who uh, was doing an incredibly corny sounding zoom thing that I don't understand. Was that for fun or were they recording that? I don't get it. They were acting out the election. Very oh dear shilly. God. Yeah. <laughs> put that in your head put that in your head that oh. that's what you are doing for fun I, I
1: think he i think he was like how do i make this uh, more tolerable maybe i'll whip my dick out
2: <laughs> you know what more this completely different light so uh let's talk about it everybody uh he was doing a zoom call with other journalists and, and then if I'm going to report this correctly, I would have to look at the actual thing. And instead I'm just going to do it from memory. So respect. Uh, I don't like to falsely allege when it comes to sex stuff. I really try to be as careful as possible. Uh, but here's what I remember. Uh, the initial report said that he exposed himself. It wasn't clear what the nature of it was. Maybe he was just adjusting himself. Maybe he was putting on sweatpants, whatever the fuck he was doing. And then as it turns out, further reporting says that he disappeared. It seemed like he was in a different uh, a Zoom call. And then when he came back, uh, he was masturbating. He was on Shatterbait. Right. He was on uh, the Ogle.com or whatever. Yeah. So so uh, here's the thing. Um, that is weird. There's no debate. I haven't heard anybody else come out about this guy having any sort of history. And I'll be honest, when I hear that shit, I don't always believe it. I, I could get into it. I've gone on about how I think the failings of Me Too are like pretty overt and need to be addressed. I think that the way that social media's uh, mobs attack people based on the scantest of evidence is really terrifying and should scare you, uh, regardless of if you've done anything wrong or right in your life. Uh, I think the shit is foul. I think it's Kafka-esque. I think it's really bad. Uh, so I'm always inclined to give somebody the benefit of the doubt. But it's fucking weird. There's something weird about jerking off in front of your Zoom call. Now, I think there's something weird about saying I'm on... Uh, I thought that the camera was disabled. That's weird, too. Why are you jerking off? <laughs> <laughs> now, Now, look there was people that took this to be their little me too moment where I saw a woman say women, uh, tell, uh, share with everybody the first time that a man masturbated in front of you without your permission. Now, Hey, here's what's up everybody. I don't doubt that there's a single woman in our listenership who hasn't experienced that. I don't think there's a single one. I know that it is, uh, incredibly prevalent. Uh, it's happened to me for the record. Uh, and I'm a small guy, so it is intimidating when someone that you don't want masturbating in front of you is masturbating in front of you. Does this There's, really happen that often? Yeah. Oh, women report that it happens all the fucking time.
1: Holy shit. There's like an epidemic of fucking masturbators?
2: Just forever. There is there is a sort of guy that this is their fucking thing. Louie. Like it's very normal to ha- to just be a woman walking along, have a guy slowly r- roll beside you, not say anything to you, but have his dick on his or his hand on his dick. Very Damn. normal. Yeah, very normal. Doesn't do- doesn't happen to you and I very often, although it has happened to me. And it is intimidating for sure. I'm sure terrifying for many. So but that's not this, everybody. <laughs> that's just not fucking this. Like this dude didn't see this as an opportunity to destroy his career, uh, for the sake of masturbating in front of somebody. This was, if I had to guess a dude who liked the, th- the thrill of masturbating when, when he was supposed to be doing something important. Now for the people that jumped out and said, you know, this just makes me feel bad for people that feel shame because This is going to uh, have a a splashback effect on people that need to masturbate to relieve their tension or not the tension, their anxiety, because they've gone through trauma. I know these people. There's people that have to masturbate. Okay. That's weird too. Everybody stop. What? Stop. Stop with that argument. (laughs) Stop it, (laughs) please. So these are the shit arguments that I've seen since this came out. Why can't we just be honest about a thing? It's fucking weird to jerk off in a professional setting. We've all gone to the bathroom at our workplace and jerked off, but it's fucking weird to masturbate when you're in a conference call with other people. Can, Not can, can, because it's like wrong or sexual assault, but because it's high risk in such a way that you'd have to be really into some weird shit to get off on it. Yeah. So, so I don't think that Jeffrey Tubin was like literally anybody that thinks that he was trying to terrorize the people in that zoom call is not fit for commentary. You don't join this conversation. That's clearly not what was happening No, He, he would know that that would destroy his career. Obviously. Yeah. So that's not what was happening, but if he was in fact jerking off and this isn't a Russia led hit or, or a hit job from, uh, the the Clintons, uh, if it's not a smear, which is kind of hard to believe because you'd have to have unity among all the six other people in that chat to destroy one man, which is a good idea for a short story, but not not a really credible argument. Uh, I think that we just had a, an example of a guy who was probably on Chatterbait uh, or many vids or, or OnlyFans uh, and was stroking his cock while he was doing something boring and stupid at work. And he got caught. He got caught. I think that that's what was going on, everybody. And if you try to make it about <laughs> girls, I was 11 the first time. And listen, as a person, I can't always talk to every form of sexual misconduct and assault. I can't always. But I've had a couple of bad experiences. I'm not a woman, but I'm a small guy. And let me tell you, you can be scared as a small guy. And if you think you can't, You're being a dick. (laughs) You're just being a dick. So this one I can speak to. Uh, It is uncool when you do this weirdo clout-chasing nonsense of, hey, girls, everybody chime in on the first time that you had somebody masturbate in front of you when you didn't want it. Why are you trying to kick up what is potentially a really triggering thing for some people? Why are you trying to do that? Are you trying to educate people that already know it's not cool to masturbate in front of people? Are you trying to educate people who masturbate in front of people uh, and might see, like, they might be like, oh, I've never considered it that way. Or are you clout chasing because you're a demon? Demon. Which one is demon? That's demon shit. Like, yo, I was not traumatized. By the occasions that somebody masturbated in front of me without consent, I wasn't traumatized, but I will say that somebody probably is. <laughs> and I will also say that forget that. Maybe they aren't. Maybe that's too extreme. Maybe people should toughen up, whatever you want to believe. But here's the thing I dated a woman who had had some bad experiences. And when the Weinstein thing was going on, it was months of nonstop trauma reaffirmation nonstop. And it reached a point where I couldn't justify it anymore, where it didn't feel like people were like trying to expose bad actors. It really felt like an orgy of let's make each other feel bad here. Like, can I get some clout off this at other people's expense? Because I straight up watched what it did to somebody where they couldn't really function because they were a young person that wanted to open their fucking social media, and instead they were traumatized every time because it nonstop, that was all people could talk about. Now, it's up yep. to you if you think that that was a good moment, bad moment, helped, didn't help, whatever. But I'm telling you, when you, when you straight up are like, all right, girls, Jeffrey Tubin's a sexual offender. When's the first time you got masturbated in front of? You're not doing that to help anybody at all. That's no. not why you're doing it.
1: I think they think they're helping, you know, but I I think it's also, again, I have to bring it back to just the, 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 the dark soul that Twitter creates. I think everybody feels like they have to have something to say about everything, you know?
2: Yeah. Get a podcast dickheads.
1: Yeah. And if, if it's not, you know, if you're not farming for likes, then like, what's the point of saying anything? You know what I mean? Can I, can my, can I play, uh, the only person, uh, the only person's opinion that I respect on the, uh, I, can I play a short little thing, uh, uh, about Jeffrey Tubin? Sure. Stand by. I, see, t- tell me if you if you can figure out who this is.
0: Okay. Damn, Jeffrey Tubin. At least Pee Wee Herman was in an x X-rated movie theater. I'm just saying.
1: Who was that?
2: Uh uh that was uh Orenthal James Simpson, uh who was uh y- y- yo he has not wanted to famously he has had issues with his blackness, right? That's mm. like a, that's a phenomenon that's commented upon quite a bit, mm. but there's never been a white guy who has said theater the way that he, that he just did. That, <laughs> that's what you said. You need to accept yourself. OJ Simpson, <laughs> you need to accept yourself because that is a profoundly black way to say theater. So, uh, that's, that's OJ and he was making the most boomer reference of all time. <laughs> I on. love it. I love it. He has not, he has not absorbed media since he killed that woman.
1: <laughs> I think that's, I think that's evident. I think that's big facts. He's, I, I think we need, I think we, there needs to be more space for, for the Heisman winners trophy, the Heisman trophy winner, uh, voice in the world. I agree with you. I think I think we need to make more space for OJ in the national conversation. Maybe he could run for
2: president. I mean, God put that on his heart. I think he should.
1: <laughs> God put it on his heart, and you know what? Uh, people are people never seem to mind. You know, like when when someone becomes president, and 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 you know, suddenly by the nature of that office, you you have you know you're responsible for many deaths. But what about when you when you kill someone before you're president? You know what I'm saying? Hmm.
2: Um. If I did it, uh, <laughs> I, I would still feel comfortable running for the presidency in the United States. Look, in the United States, now, he, he killed a woman, uh, and we judge that pretty harshly. Uh, clearly a domestic abuser. Uh, he killed a, a, a man. Nobody seems to really give a shit about that one. Yeah, but, I forget about that a lot. But it, he did not, so far as anybody can tell, uh, sexually abuse anybody. And, uh, in, in our system, we consider sexual abuse, especially heinous, right. According to law and order. It's true. And, and that's, uh, that's probably true. Like you could probably have, I'm, I mean, I'm sure that there's presidents who have, uh, uh, at least a body behind them, uh, like back in the day, you know, like in a duel, you shot somebody.
1: Sure. Uh, Yeah, that's
2: true. So, uh, and people probably only mildly cared and i think that unless unless you did something sexually foul uh i think you're probably good to run so yeah i mean look oj can say the murder was a long time ago i've i I've, i haven't done it again there's no recidivism here you know and secure my vote
1: got yeah, it yeah well you know here here's the thing i mean i think it's I think it's safe to say that that almost all the presidents, except for the one that maybe maybe except for the one that died in, uh you know, before like a month after he took office. I think all of them have have blood on their hands to some degree.
2: Yeah, I mean, no doubt. What uh, if you died
1: and went to heaven and the only president that was in heaven was uh, William Henry Harrison? I'd be fine with that. <laughs> he's like He's the only president up there because he died before he could actually enact any policy that destroyed anyone's life.
2: What if I was, what if, what if heaven is just, uh, you're chilling there with all the presidents and, uh, d- drones fly overhead, uh, blue angel style all day.
1: Mm. I mean, heaven is a place on earth.
2: Now here's a question. I, I actually have to go buy clothes in a, in a short while, uh, because I have to attend a wedding. Where so are you? I'm in Portland, Oregon.
1: Oh boy. What are you doing there? Going to I, just,
2: I just flew in a, uh, two, a small two propeller plane, uh, in the cockpit, uh, to, uh, f- from Homer, Alaska to, uh, or from Anchorage, Alaska, uh, no Homer, where was I, where did I fly out of Homer? I flew out of Homer, Alaska, uh, along the Canadian coast, uh, in a rainstorm, uh, which is scary by the way, when you're in such a small plane. Uh, to Portland, Oregon, where I'm going to attend a a wedding. Uh...
1: It is now 2024. And the choice is up to you. Do you listen to good podcasts or do you listen to bad ones? Well, we've got a suggestion for you. How about you listen to a good podcast for the first time in your miserable life? I can think of one. Overnight Drive. Going Strong. 11 years now. The podcast about nothing. Your favorite podcast's favorite podcast. Do you enjoy nothing? <laughs> so do we. Why don't you come over and check it out? And stop listening to other podcasts.
2: Thank you. Now, it got me thinking. Do you ever get wedding fever from going to weddings?
1: Mm, I think you're really there to meet up with the Proud Boys, but uh, I'll (laughs) let you go. I'll I'll let you live on that one.
2: Um, This is where my my, uh, antifa cell is.
1: Actually a, a week from now, um I am hosting a wedding in my yard. I'm calling it's it's going to be a super spreader event. Uh, uh our uh, friend of the pod, uh, Joe Boots is getting married.
2: Oh, no shit. Congrats yeah. to Joe Boots.
1: Yeah. Um w- and w- what do you mean by wedding fever?
2: So, uh I have I've never been like a marriage guy, but I'm very like I'm really comfortable with a lifetime commitment. You know, like, I'm not scared of those marriage for whatever reason. I've had some misgivings through the course of my life. Now I'm pretty serious with a woman at the moment and, and, uh, presumably will have some type of larger commitment in the future. Uh, and I feel good about that, but wedding fever, as in like, um, like uh, here's a question to you, I guess, are you more likely to get, are you likely to get wedding fever, marriage fever, neither, both? What mean by fever you mean like anxiety about it? No, no, no. So I've always said that I'm anxious about marriage. That's not really true. Because a life if marriage is just a lifetime commitment, I'm good with it. I've just never really considered me, the 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 uh institution of marriage. I'm too basically I'm too alt in some ways up till this point in my life. You understand? Mm-hmm. So, but no, the opposite. Like you go to a wedding and you go, damn, I just can't wait to get married.
1: Oh, no, <laughs> <laughs> no, so, no, I've not experienced that. I mean, I'm, I'm definitely open to marriage. I assume I will be someday, but, uh, I'm not really like, I don't know. I'm not seeking it out necessarily. I think it's just one of those things that kind of just happens.
2: See, that's how I feel like it is for men. And, but I talked to women that got that, that they express that they got wedding fever. You know what I mean? Like, and I don't know if I'd ever get wedding fever. I could see marriage <laughs> fever where, like, it looks fun to build a life with somebody. You sure. know what I mean? Like, I'm, yeah. I'm excited. Like, my girl is awesome. I'm excited to build a life with her. Sure. But, but the, the kind of like the wedding part of it, is I'm not romantic. I don't necessarily gravitate towards weddings and I don't know if I could get wedding fever.
1: No, nah, it seems like a hassle. <laughs> it's like you spend a lot of money and I'm it's like,
2: sure yeah. neither of us is terribly romantic. <laughs> no,
1: it's, 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 I'm romantic, but like, I'm not in that kind of way. I, I don't know. It seems like a hassle. It seems, it kills your day. You know, it's like, it's like, that's your whole fucking day. I don't like dressing up. I've like, I've honestly, I've tailored my life and my career path based on the fact that I don't like wearing like a suit. You know what I mean? Like,
2: yeah. That so isn't... that's, so that's the problem. Okay. My girl and I have talked about these ideas, and I say, hey, wedding is you. Yeah. Let me be the honeymoon guy. Let me be the good husband guy, even. Yeah. But wedding is you. And what I think is weird is that women want the control of that circumstance, but they, of that, of that event, but they also want you to want to co-control it, but then not give it to you. Does that feel accurate? Um, Yes.
1: (laughs) I mean, we can't, we, we, are we going to do our bitches? Be X part of the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: These bitches be wild.
1: Yeah.
2: Bitches be be shopping. Uh, no, I just, it's, it's, I'm going to attend this wedding tomorrow. I'm sure it'll be nice. I just don't know if I'll get wedding fever. Uh, despite being like, you know, pretty head over heels with my girl, pretty serious, want to do the whole thing. But like the wedding thing, Mm -hmm. I see. I, my ideal is lifetime commitment that you just don't talk about all the time. You know what I'm saying? Uh, kind
1: of. I I, I don't know. I mean, it's just, look, it's it's a thing. To me, it's a thing you can't force. It's a thing that just kind of happens when you're ready for that. You know, it's, you can't, I think forcing it is why the, there's like such a high divorce rate. You know what I mean? People jump into things, you know, before well,
2: you- I'll say this, I, I think that a lot of people do this thing that I've never had in my life is it, it was time, you know what I mean? They say it was time. Like I'm, you know, I'm 30 now it's time to get married. And it's like, yo, that's where I feel like you're fucking up. No. You know yeah. What I mean? like, yeah. Like I'm, I don't think that you should be like like little kid in love with your partner, like where it's like not based on who they actually are. And like, you know, kind of like, like that there's different types of love and shit like that. But like, yeah. But I think that it should be, Hey, this person is a great fit for me moving forward. I love them very much. And we can build a thing together that we can both be proud of, but your age, like it shouldn't be about like, to me, and now I don't give a fuck what any of you in my listening audience do with your lives. You know what I mean? I'm going to be voting for 50 Cent. I don't care. <laughs> but, but I'm just saying that I, th- I don't know if it should ever be like, uh, you know, it was time. I think that's divorce. I think that is what ends up being the thing that like, kills a lot of people is that you, you were, y- you're more getting married to the, to the era of your life, uh, to the concept. You're more getting married to a concept than, than, your, than your partner.
1: You know, I think I might have discovered that I'm maybe afraid of commitment. I might have a, because I see not so much in the sense that it's ever necessarily stopped me from doing something major, but like in at least in my life, like I'm always whenever I get into a situation, I'm always looking for the exits. You know what I mean? And not to say that I don't want to be there, but I just want to know that I can dip if I need to. You know what I'm saying? And like I don't like locking myself into situations where if the tide turns or, you know, I hit my head and wake up a different person that it's now, a, a you know, a hassle to, to have to finagle out of this because, you know, divorce is like, that's your fucking year. You know
2: what I mean? Yeah, so I take the shit very seriously. I I, I take like, the, that's actually, that's the interesting dichotomy here. Then this is now my therapy is, <laughs> is, uh, well, I don't rush to wedding, marriage, et cetera. Like I don't, I think it is important that it, that you enter it with the expectation that you are shooting for a lifetime. Yeah. And I think, and I think that that's very, for a guy who is like, yeah, you know, marriage isn't as important as the commitment to me. Like for a guy that says shit like that, it's weird that I should be so traditional about the, the, the 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 purpose of marriage. It's weird, and I admit no, that it's weird. But I think but. it's
1: practical because, like I said, and I know you vibe with this. Yo, getting divorced is a year of your fucking life. It's like and potentially traumatic for for either one of you.
2: Yo, your dude's gonna become a fucking stalker. You gotta fight over kids. Like it, being div- a divorce to me, particularly because I like, this, this, you're, not, you're my therapist again, I like to put my full fucking faith in my partner. I like to think of that person as like fully trustworthy, fully uh, like like my peer in every way. It's what makes me, it's like, you know, I, I don't, when I date, I typically date for a long time because I invest a lot in a person. Right. Yeah. And it is, scare divorce is scary because you see another side of people a lot of times a vengeful hurt side that, like is trying to ruin you and trying to disrupt you and that shit is like i i don't know if i could love somebody for for so long then it can't work out for whatever reason and then i see this dark part of them that or maybe dark part of myself you know double murder Nicole and the (laughs) lady.
1: I mean, that's, that is a possibility. Look, people who get double murdered in their life, probably as it's happening, probably think, I didn't think I'd end up in this situation, but here I am. Yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? You
2: You ever think about the fact that maybe the opposite.
1: That, that what you're, that you're maybe the opposite.
2: No, that maybe the, maybe the opposite is true. Maybe a lot of people go, I, I, I saw this coming. You, you know what I mean? Like I, I think that cause I have a weird thing and I got, uh, I did the, the hard times podcast uh, last year. Right. Yeah. And maybe it was the year before, whenever I fucking did it. And it was kind of like a, an interesting conversation. It was interesting. It was a good conversation, good podcast, but it was an interesting one because on it, I talked about having like a bad sexual experience and, I didn't put it on particularly women to feel the same way, but I have to be honest about myself, which is all things that have happened to me in my life are my fault. And people hate that because it sounds like victim blaming, you know what I mean? Like it sounds like that sort of shit. Uh, even if you're doing it to yourself, people don't like it because like the, they insinuate that you think that other people should conduct it, feel the same way. Right. But I like to feel in control of, and not superior to other people, but I like to feel like like I understand what's happening. And for me to feel like I, and you know, they they kind of like, they offered the idea that maybe I was rationalizing because I, I hadn't processed or what, whatever, the, the things that people say. And th- it's possible they're right, but I really think that forewarned is forearmed and you can identify a lot of things that are wrong with the situation and you're choosing not to, right? That's what I believe because of what I've experienced. Right. So I would be pretty fucking heartbroken. If when we're talking about marriage and stuff, I would be pretty fucking heartbroken to not see the signs. Does that make sense? To like not see like how somebody can be foul or, 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 or totally disregard my feelings, et cetera, et cetera.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, that, that, that makes sense. I mean, uh, it's uh, look,
2: everything I can look back on my life and say, I should have known better. You know what I'm saying? But what about if you like buy into a thing for a long time and you, you, the full time you didn't know better, that's dark.
1: That's a scary situation. I mean, that's, you were living, (laughs) I mean, presumably the person's not stupid. You were, that, that would maybe mean you were living someone that led a serious double life.
2: Right. Or or that there's people contain multitudes and you just kicked up something in them that they didn't even know they had, et cetera. That's all possible. That could be, but, but it's just dark. (laughs) Do you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just dark. So I don't know. That's why I think like, like, uh, marriage, maybe that's part of the reason I've been scared of marriage stuff is, is, uh, uh, you know, like, but I've never, I don't know. I just like, I've been thinking about it because of the wedding is, uh, I'm not scared of. Like, if I think about it with clarity, I'm not actually afraid of marriage or anxious about marriage. I'm just kind of like, because a lifetime commitment, I'm good with those. But like, yeah, maybe there's something scary about divorce. Maybe divorce is more terrifying in some ways than a bad breakup, even though it shouldn't be, even though they should be the same thing in so many ways, particularly for people like you and I that don't put a ton into the institution of marriage.
1: No, but I, I mean, I, I like this segment of the podcast. I like this, our like therapy corner. I think we should do this more often. Um, Yeah, I, dude, I, I mean, like I said, I'm always looking for the exits, you know, and, and I, I get really scared. Like, yo, I'm fucking scared to sign this fucking stupid apartment lease because like I just, plunging myself into something where it's harder for me to get out if I don't, if I'm not with it is like, I have a real fear. I have a real problem with that. I have like a real like fear there.
2: If if something comes up, we, we just break the lease, pay way too much to do so. And eh, you know, like maybe you have to deliver weed for two weeks or suck off a Japanese business guy. This
1: It's fine. It's just like, it's, it's, I guess it's the anxiety surrounding like the conversation. You know what I mean? Like I don't want to have to fucking divorce somebody. Yeah. Yeah. Like I don't want to be in that position.
2: So so when you uh w- when when you move out on your own because you become really successful and you're like uh, Patrick it's become embarrassing you you sleep on a cot with an anime <laughs> body pillow. Uh oh, oh god should i get an anime so everybody Yo, we're know- both getting anime body pillows. <laughs> so everybody that, that doesn't I thought was know- understood. Everybody that doesn't know. Uh I'm serious with my girlfriend but she is also seriously far away. So I don't do any of the hinky shit where I cheat or any of that but I live like a piece of shit <laughs> and, and I like, she's horrified because I'm like shopping for military, like su- military surplus cots. And like, and like, as, if, as you can imagine, if you want to think of somebody in, in a, in kind of an esteemed light and you want to view them as, as like a potential partner for the rest of your life, you don't want to think about them. Did you know they sell pouches for the side of your cot so you don't have to get out of your cot if you want to get like utensils and stuff i love that (laughs) it's eight bucks i might order it i think i think we should both i think we should
1: not even utilize the bedrooms and just both sleep in the living room
2: i'm fine with that too (laughs) i i i truly because like i was thinking my girl and i like to exchange photos of each other because like you know we're far away from each other etc and if that wasn't the case I would shave my head and just not tell her because I, I seriously, like I think the only good part of being so far away from someone is the, the, the way that you can just descend into madness. I think that that's funny. Like uh, my room is going to be immaculate, but when people see a photo of it, like I cannot wait for this, Eric, this is what I want. I want you to have company. I want them to not know me. I want you to them to ask you, "What's oh, you're a grown man? That's weird. You live with this other guy." Okay, (laughs) Uh, what what, what's your roommate like? And then you just open the door, and there's a military cot, a plywood desk, a Joker themed gamer chair, (laughs) and that's it.
1: (laughs) Inflatable furniture, uh, entirely lit by salt lamps. Oh, we need so many salt lamps. We're getting a lot of salt lamps. We got to keep the energy good.
2: But all right, I've got to go to now purchase clothes for this wedding. Uh, thank how, you for thank how, you for being my therapist. Uh, how
1: do you I feel, feel about, about How do you feel about being in Portland, Oregon?
2: Uh, yeah. Well, I had to, it's a weird thing. You have to wear uh, your affiliation on your chest.
1: It's 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 such a weird spot in that way.
2: Yeah. Well, here's the weirdest thing. So in Alaska, you can't criticize Trump or you get in a (laughs) fistfight. Yeah. Straight up, straight up. Like they're not thinkers up there. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like it's going bad. They're red as fuck and they don't, they're not like there to argue with you. It's not like it's a bunch of retired, like army colonels that read a lot. You know what I'm saying? It's dudes who work with their hands who uh, don't understand that there's a larger world. So so they will fucking fight you you if you shit on their man. Uh, but they hate masks. Meanwhile, in Portland, uh, which, by the way, I heard a story the other day of a woman who got kicked out of a store for wearing a mask. That's how Alaska's living. Damn, so, Alaska. So, so uh, the flip side is in Portland, they hate Trump, but love masks. Yeah. So. I'm a man without a country because I think Trump is a dickhead, like just like a fucking loser dickhead. And I have no problem shitting on him. i end up defending him a lot on this podcast, but, uh, shitting on him. But I also think masks are for dickheads. So I am, there's no way to make me happy. I got to find the, the, I guess build my own country.
1: You're getting, you're getting both. You're getting two Americas right now. You're seeing both Americas.
2: Yeah. Which by the way, people that feel like, People like to pretend that they are uh, some type of fortress uh, and defending whatever values they care about against these outside invaders, which in, in uh, Alaska, it is constant political ads warning about the liberal agenda seeping in from California. Love uh, it. yeah. But uh, here, it's this fear that everybody who has a, regu- a men's regular haircut uh, is uh, a proud boy. You know, what I mean, like, so this is bizarre, like everybody is in siege mentality where they believe that the other one is coming to get them. And it's like, you know, it really, the reality, everybody, I think, is that uh, you just get enough of you together that want to live whichever way you want to live. And you just maintain that number as best you can follow the Jews of Williamsburg. You know what I mean? Like, 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 that's the model. Just, just get enough of you that nobody can say shit
1: one of my biggest worries about about moving to LA and we can end on this it's it's it, and it goes into what you're saying like when i was in portland and i saw all that shit this like performative like you know grand state like identity like you know display like everywhere seeing the signs in all the coffee shops and all the stores that say like hate has no home here. If you are gay or trans or black or bi or web, you are welcome. Yeah, come, in the come, store. Be,
2: come behind, come behind the counter. If you're yeah. trans and it's like,
1: yo, I'm from New York. I'm so New York. Like, and I don't say that in like, in this sort of like funny, like Twitter meme way. Like I'm detrimentally New York where I am used yeah, yeah. to, I'm, I'm used to the, like the black dudes being like, Oh, that racist ass pizza spot. They got the best fucking pizza.
2: You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yes. What you mean is, is an actual integration of human beings that have different values and different worldviews and, and different backgrounds. What you mean is the thing that the rest of the country is so cloyingly desperate to achieve, but they don't actually want, which is some type of, of actual plurality, which is what New York, as much as it sucks a cock is an example of. And Portland which also sucks a cock is (laughs) the exact opposite of exact opposite. Can I explain to you what it is? The kernel of it. It's
1: like, it's a mass indifference. You know what I mean? It's it's no one given a fuck. It's
2: everyone's feeling exactly what New York is.
1: I want to enjoy the day. Maybe go to the park, get a slice of pizza. Oh wait, Gino behind the counter said the N word. Well, he's got good pizza.
2: Yeah. He's got good pizza. Also, he doesn't come with me to the park.
1: Yeah. Oh, that fucking asshole. Is he working? God damn it. Well, all right, I'll be back in a minute. Gets the pizza and leaves.
2: Precisely. Precisely. Get the pizza, get the pizza and leave.
1: Yes, exactly.
2: All right. Everybody go hit the Patreon. Eric and I are moving into a new spot where we need uh, the gamer chairs that we promised we'd buy. Uh, I've got to set up our Wi-Fi so that we can do our election night only fans. Uh, And uh, keep asking questions to our uh, line. Uh, I think somebody must've threatened Eric because he got squirrely about it, but bring it back and uh, we will talk to you soon.
1: Uh, Yeah. Hit the Patreon, patreon.com slash worst possible timeline. Yo, there's only, there's only one more episode between now and the election.
2: I know we're going to get into it. We might have to change our th- our theme song at the beginning of this fucking show. E-
1: All right, everybody. Yeah. Patreon.com slash worst possible timeline uh, at WP timeline on Twitter. Hit it up and we'll get at you soon. All right.